You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because there is a more freeing way to be fit. What's up, everyone? Uh, Thanks for joining me on the fourth episode of the podcast. This is Stephanie, and you're listening to Move With Radiance. Um, And I have some pretty exciting news to start today off. Um, I had a a coaching call with someone I really look up to. Her name's Tiffany Hahn. I will post a link to her website and stuff in the show notes. But she has kind of, uh, I've taken a couple of classes with her and she's kind of helped me get my business up and running. And something I've been putting off for a while is my offer, actually offering my coaching packages. And it's, I think I've just been making excuses as to why I needed to put that off a little bit longer, but after my call with her, it was like, okay, no, it's time. (laughs) I need to just put this out into the world and accept what comes from it. And just, you know, you're always learning. So I'm really excited because I'm super passionate about this kind of stuff and it would be really great to start working with some of you. Um, And so essentially what I'm doing right now is I'm offering free 30 minute coaching calls and the goal here, so my program coaching program is also called Move With Radiance, and it's kind of that same idea behind this podcast is, you know, the goal is to redefine the relationship you have with exercise, food, and your body, and all of that kind of starts with learning how to redefine the relationship with yourself. So if you find yourself obsessing over food and exercise and your body and there's these feelings of I'm not good enough no matter what you do and you feel like you've tried all the things all the diets all the workout plans and yet you're left feeling empty you're left feeling lost you're not quite sure who you are and where you want to go and you're just tired of dealing with or you're just I guess you're just tired of the way you've currently been dealing with food and exercise and maybe you're tired of talking to yourself the way you're talking to yourself because at the end of the day you're your own worst critic and it's just time for something new and if you're willing to get vulnerable and dig into these things I promise that we together can um, find a better way a more freeing way to be fit (laughs) um because you know all of that again is in is in your control and in your you define all of that so this is what the program is about is is helping you find your own truth and your own way of doing things that feels right and resonant to you um so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in i will post a link to my calendar and to this full service offering so you can just see a little bit more detail of what um, this all includes. But you can schedule your free 30-minute call where we will sit down and I'll just get to learn a little bit more about you. We'll decide if this program is a good fit. And then from there, we'll discuss you know how long 
this will be what, how many sessions and also what pricing works for you because I'm open to that right now also. Um, and I want to make sure it all works for you. So awesome. <laughs> and yes, yeah, sign up. Um, and I'm looking forward, look, just looking forward to all of this. Now let's get on to the bulk of this episode. It's actually pretty fitting. Um, today I'm actually going to do a three part series on this big thing called control, which is something I have always struggled with and, and continue to work on. Um, it's actually pretty fitting because my internet is out this morning <laughs> and luckily I don't need internet to record a podcast episode, but it was one of those things that it's like, well, I can either get really pissed off about this or I can just say, well, it is what it is and do wh- what I can with what I have. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do. And it just seems pretty funny how I have to revisit these, uh, po- um, posts kind of at the right time in my life. So it's, it's pretty fitting. The three-part series talks a couple of, about a couple of different pieces of control because I think there is just there's so many layers to what all of this means. And this particular episode is going to be about the what you can control in terms of how you show up to the world. So we'll dig into this a little bit. And I want to start off with a story because I think this is a really good indicator of, of how I have learned this particular piece of control is, you know, you can only control how you show up to this world. You can't control other people's reactions to that. You can't control how people feel about you. All you can do is show up and be the best you can be. And that's, and that's it. (laughs) Um, And that's a really hard thing to accept. I think for a lot of people, especially for me. So my story is, um, in college and for the majority of my life, for those of you who know me, I put a lot of my identity and my worth into my school and grades and on, and all of that. So that was like a big definer of who I was, was, you know, I'm smart and I do well in school and I study hard and da da da. And, um, I switched my major when I got back from bike and build from speech pathology to business, which is a pretty big switch in terms of the material you're covering. And so I had to get rid of this, like learning about the throat muscles and the brain and all of that and put my finance hat on and my marketing hat on. And these were things that I was just completely not familiar with. And so had to essentially start over And we had a pretty intensive um, 10-week-long collection of courses where you worked with the same students and you had the same schedule every day. And it it was just, it's called the cluster. And for those of you who have taken it, you know how intensive this, this course is. But essentially, you're working with the same people. And so you kind of get to know the folks in your class pretty well over the course of that time. And there was one particular moment and I can't remember when it was. Um, I remember who it was who said this, but I was, you know, just always being the quote on, you know, quote unquote teacher's pet. I was very much okay with asking questions and being in the front row and being involved. And, um, 
that was just something I was comfortable with. So naturally I was asking a lot of questions in my new environment. And I remember specifically someone saying, well, well, yeah, she just doesn't get it. And uh, even thinking about that now just like makes me cringe a little bit inside because as someone who identified like my, for a long time, I associated my like worthiness in my intelligence. And that was like a direct reflection of my worth. And I know now like for my last couple of episodes, that's not the case. Um, I define that, but at that moment in my life, like that for me was all I knew. Like that was like a knife to the heart hearing him say that. And I think from that moment on, I sort of had that phrase replayed in my head over and over and over. And because of that, and because my, one of my fears also is looking stupid in front of people and being called out for that, um, I went inward a little bit more and I started becoming afraid to ask questions and, um, I really had this fear of like, I look stupid. And so after I graduated, that line even carried on into my professional life. So I remember starting a new job and moving to a new state. And this job was, was not an office. You know, I was remote. And so I had to make my own schedule. I had to come up with my own... Um, I was visiting all these stores and so I had to come up with my own map of like plans of how many stores I was going to visit in one day. And, you know, it was really, really, really overwhelming for me moving to a new place, not knowing anyone. I don't ever, I never drove. And this job required me to drive all over the place. It was just so many new things. And that was a really great opportunity for me to sit down with my boss and say, listen, like, I don't know where to start, but because I was so afraid of looking stupid and because I was comparing myself to other people on my team who seemed to just have it all together and know what they were doing, I was like, well, maybe that's how I should feel. And maybe I missed something. And so maybe if I ask this question, I'll look stupid. So I'm just not. And because of that, my first job was horrible for me. Like I did not do well. <laughs> and, you know, my performance one was lacking, but also along with that, I was so worried about what everyone thought that I was always assuming the worst that I was going to get fired. And, you know, I had all these, um, like, how was I going to pay my rent? And, you know, all these like real life things started to hit super fast. And, yet I still did not ask questions. Um, and so that was a really miserable time. (laughs) And, you know, I, I've transitioned jobs and of course, you know, you learn things as you go. And, but I think this underlying theme for the past couple of years was I was too afraid to ask questions and I had to do everything perfectly. And, I would control and I would try and control and manipulate everything so that I could get this outcome that I wanted. And I would go into these meetings and start, you know, assuming like, okay, well, if I present it in this way, then this person's going to say this, and then this person's going to be impressed with this, and then this outcome's going to happen. And so I would start like creating this story in my head of how everything was going to go. 
and then start believing the outcome. And a lot of the times my outcome was negative. (laughs) So I was creating these scenarios in my head of that, well, I'm going to get fired. And I would be so afraid of that end result that I had made up in my head of what could potentially happen because I was assuming the worst that I would stress myself out past the point of like not being able to sleep at night. Like this anxiety that I was bringing on myself was so bad that I was miserable 95% of the time. Like my work and my like wanting to be perfect and like wanting to control everything and trying to avoid this fear of looking stupid, I was just miserable. And I want to talk about the moment this changed for me. So I was in a job in Boulder at a design agency and again, all these new things um, I was leading. I was leading a lot of meetings, and we were a small company, so I had to wear a lot of different hats. And um, I was doing like project management, but I was leading this new project that required me to do product management, which was totally different and absolutely completely out of my comfort zone. And like, I had no idea what I was doing, um, but I, I had to wear that hat because no one else <laughs> was available to do it. And I remember spending, I had this presentation I had to do for the director of technology and I was tasked with doing this big job, um, for him that would make his life, it'd make everyone's life easier if I were to get this done. And it was right before Christmas break. I was leaving for like 11 days and this was like kind of the final thing that I had to do before I could go. And I remember working so hard on it and making sure everything was perfect. And I was really proud of it. And I remember, so he's, he was remote. So we were doing a video call and I was sitting in the room with him and my boss and I was presenting it to him and kind of in the middle of my presentation, he was like, no, this is not at all what I wanted. And this is going to set everyone back. And, you know, like essentially like called it as it was in front of me, in front of my boss. And oh my gosh, like I remember sitting there trying to hold it together and be professional. And we hung up the phone and I lost it. Like there's been one other time for all you real world Whirlpool folks listening, you know, this time where I broke down in front of people in a presentation this surpasses that moment, which was one of the most humiliating moments of my professional career. I absolutely lost it in front of my boss. And I will forever be thankful for this manager because the thing he then, first of all, he let me cry, which I'm so thankful for. But the thing that he said after this was, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up. I have it in my, my post. Um, I'll never forget what he said to me. He goes, you know, something along these lines. It was like, I know you hate disappointing people, but I would rather have an employee who cares and who may need some more teaching over an employee who doesn't care and does everything perfectly. No one is dying in this situation. Everyone is going to be fine. You are going to be fine. You did the best you could. And that is all we ask for. And in that moment, I realized The only thing that I have control over ever is how I present myself to the world. 
And if I go into situations doing the absolute best I can and someone doesn't like what I've done, that is their reaction. And I can't control that. And that takes off so much pressure because if you look at everything in life, like I can't control the fact that someone thinks I don't get it. I can't control how someone reacts to a presentation that I worked so hard on. I can't control if this person over here doesn't like the stuff I put out into the world. I can only do my best and that's it. And when we try and control the way other people feel about us, and if we try and control the way people view us, and if we try, we're putting all of this effort into trying to make people see us in a certain light, in the end, that's something we actually can't control. We can't manipulate that. And we put all of this energy and time and stress into trying to do that when it's like, whoa, what if we just like take a step back and go again, all this comes back to going inward, but like, okay, how can I do the best that I can do right now? And if I can just focus on that, I take all of this energy that I'm using and to stressing and controlling and, and just put it all into the things that I actually can present and control. Then I guarantee, one, you're going to be less stressed. Two, you're going to make better work. And three, it's just, you're going to have this sense of like freedom. Because after that moment, after my boss said that to me, I started asking questions again. Because why let someone else's opinion of me hold me back from learning and doing the best that I can do? If someone thinks I'm stupid for asking a question, that's their problem, not mine. Because in the end, if I'm not asking questions because I'm afraid of what someone's going to think of me, I'm only doing a disservice to myself. I'm not putting my, I'm not doing the best that I can do. Because if I'm not asking questions, I'm not learning. And therefore, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not able to give the best because yeah, I'm just not doing all that I can do. And now I, so I have a new job in a new place and I went into this job knowing like darn well, I knew nothing about affiliate marketing. (laughs) And you know, you, of course, when you sit in a room and you're around people who've been there for years and they're just spitting out all of these um, terms and, and this lingo that you're like, that sounds like French. It's really hard not to compare yourself and to, to get nervous and to stress out about like, you know, directly comparing yourself to these people and the fear of looking stupid because it seems so natural to them. But I keep coming back to, I can't control how they think about me. All I can control is that I can do the best that I can right now. And the best that I can do is ask questions. I went into this job really honest and really determined to just do the best that I could do and not to worry about 
what everyone else thinks about me. Because if I can just show up knowing that my work is out of the best that I could do with what I had that day, then I can be proud with what I've done. And sometimes, side note, sometimes the best that we can do is, you know, what if you're sick? And that means you need to lay on the couch and drink juice. And that's the best you could do that day. That's okay. We need to realize that this striving for perfection that ultimately doesn't exist is just a big pile of stress, anxiety, and wasted energy. And maybe that means redefining what the best that you can do means for you. And maybe that means lowering the bar a little bit. And maybe that means we stopped, stop comparing ourselves to other people. Maybe that means redefining our truth. And for me, like, that looked like I'm not stupid and I do get it. And that person's opinion of me does not have to be my opinion of me. And when we can learn to do that, this sense of freedom and empowerment and ease and all of these natural things, just it just feels right and it feels good. And it's just this, I don't know, I, I can't explain it other than it just feels like letting go. And you know what, guys? I'm doing better work now. I'm doing the... I'm, and maybe like maybe I had these blinders on to where like I never felt good enough ever, so um, I never thought I was performing well in any job. But now that I have those blinders off, it's like yeah, I am doing a good job, and that feels really good because you should be proud of the work that you're doing, and it just feels really good. <laughs> And you're able to, I think you're able to do even better work when you're not focused on all of that external stuff. Obviously, you know, feedback is great and you can definitely look up to coworkers or people in your life who are doing good work and, and you want to take pieces of it, but be the best, like strive to be the best you and define what that means for you. Because what I've also realized is that we all individually have different things that we can bring to the table. And if we're too, if I'm too afraid to ask a question or to bring an idea up to the group because I'm afraid of looking stupid, there could be a potential to miss out on something someone has never thought of before. And by holding back and by being too afraid of what other people think of us, we're doing, again, we're doing the world a disservice because we all individually have something unique and awesome and beautiful to bring to the world. And if we're not shining a light on that full potential, like what the hell are we doing? (laughs) That's what makes us, that's what makes humanity so beautiful is that we're all different. So let's stop trying to be like everybody else and be the best you. That's so beautiful to me. (laughs) Okay. So that's the control thing. Number one is we can only control how we show up to the world. But then that second piece is like when you're looking at a situation and you start manifesting like these feelings about the outcome and what that's going to look like, 
I know a lot of us assume the worst. And Brene Brown, if you, if you don't know um, who she is, I will, um, actually, I'm going to post a link to her, uh, one of my favorite books from her in the show notes. Um, but she talks about how this concept of how we assume the worst, because we think that if we assume the worst, because if that worst thing were to happen, we think by like thinking about it, we'll be better prepared for that outcome. But what she's done all of this research and what she's found is that it doesn't, it never prepares you for the, the worst outcome. It just only wastes time prior <laughs> because we're using these beautiful days to assume the worst and the worst may never happen, but we're using all of this energy and stressing and feeling bad and sad about something that hasn't even happened yet. And by doing that, it's not going to make that thing any, any more um, bearable. Does that make sense? So in this situation, if we're talking about work, for me, I would get in my head that I was going to fail at this presentation and I was going to get fired. And all that did for me was give me the like worst anxiety ever <laughs> and make me stress out more and then make me feel really flustered. But the thing is, we actually have the choice to choose that good, like the good, the best case scenario, just as much as we have the choice to choose the worst case scenario. So why do we always choose the worst case scenario? You know, why not choose the best case scenario? And if we start manifesting those feelings, it's less stressful. It's, I think it, it puts you in a better headspace. Um, I think you're again, like kind of bringing your best self into the picture because you're, you're picturing the best case scenario and the best way you can succeed and the best thing that could happen. And once we start choosing that, I don't know, it just makes everything different. It makes things less stressful. I can tell you that. And because both case scenarios are possible, let's just start seeing what it feels like to choose the best case because stress is not fun. (laughs) And I know I, I don't bring my best self to the table when I'm very stressed. So yeah, maybe experiment a little bit with that this week, you know, see what it feels like to, to, um, just be the best you and see how, you know, it feels to not try and manipulate other people's reactions. And you know, what's also really cool is that when you do that and you present your best self, because that's the way you want to be and you're producing your best work and you're just being your best energy you'll notice what people you may not want in your life because their reaction to you, your truest self, if it's negative, why surround yourself with them? And if you have to, if they're at work, then it's like, okay, well, they don't, they're just not going to like what I do and that's fine. But let's use our energy, our like best selves and our best energy, attract the people that are attracted to that And surround yourself with those people because then that feels really good. And now we're using our energy instead of trying to make everybody like us, we're using our energy to, we're focusing on the people that will like us no matter what. And there's, I forget who said this and I'll try and remember, but 
this has stuck with me for a long time too. There's this, this third, this rule called like the thirds rule. There's a third of people who will never like you no matter what you do, no matter what you say. Third of you could go either way. And then there's a third of people who will always stand by you no matter what. So why are we putting our energy into the people that will never like us no matter what we say or what we do? (laughs) And sometimes, you know, why are we putting so much energy into the people who could care less? Let's put our energy into the folks that will stand by us and love us no matter what. It's like those are the people we want in our lives. So not only are you getting this freedom of being the best version of you, but now you're surrounded by people who love that and who love the truest version of you. And that's awesome because now you can just focus your energy on them and you, and it's just really cool. (laughs) And then also choosing to believe the best case scenario because that's going to relieve a lot of stress in your life. We don't need that stress when we're doing great things in the world. All right. Well, that's part one. Um, We'll go into part two next week. And I can't remember if that one is my mountain lion story or if that's part three, but there's a mountain lion story coming up. (laughs) Um, And don't forget if you are interested in that 30 minute free, it's free. So you might as well see what that, what that could be like. Um, all you have to do is click the link in the show notes, um, or on my website, there's a couple of links where you can book now and it will just take you to my calendar where you can find some time slots. And again, I work a nine to five, so my hours are a little odd, but, um, if something, if you really want to work with me and something, you don't see a time that works at all for you, just email me and at hello at stephanie-dankelson.com and we can figure something out because I want this to work. (laughs) So thanks again, everyone, for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And we will chat soon. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening and for being here with me. If you want more resources, pop on over to www.stephanie-dankelson.com. And until next time, stay radiant.